A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Tell you that we're doing cake for your best friend. I'm, Look, oh, Craig, I'm the care. last person you're gonna fight with. Don't try and play me in my own house. You're a loser and everyone knows it. Don't ever shut the door out of me, okay? Let's do cake. Don't ever shut the door out of me, okay? Let's do cake. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Let's do cake is right. This is a Summer House special episode. Now, we have the real houses of Salt Lake City has left us. They are no more. So we have a little void in the Everything Iconic schedule. And I thought, what better way to fill that void than by diving into Summer House? Now, I don't expect this to be a regular occurrence. We'll see. TBD. Okay, don't yell at me if we're not recapping Summer House next week. But I felt like we needed to at least... Come in, dip our toe in the water, much like Kyle did when he was in that unicorn costume and jumped into the water. I thought we needed to dip our own everything iconic toes into the water and just check in with the summer house chaos because I have a lot of thoughts and I wanted to get them out into the microphone. And maybe we'll do more of these. I don't know. I don't know. Just we're going to have to play along. You know, my brain has been mush lately. I've been traveling. I've been to prison. You know, I'm just uh, I'm not even sure what's going on in my head at, at this point anymore. But... Uh, I am excited to at least talk briefly about Summer House. And I love when Paige snaps like that. She got the arms going the Italian way. You know, the arms went up. And I thought, that's my Italian gal, Paige DeSorpo. And I like that they were finally letting loose on Austin because Austin, oh, guess Austin, sigh, long sigh. I'm so... <laughs> I mean, Austin is causing so much trouble in this house, and it's very dark side. And here's the reason why I don't know that I could do Summer House recapping it regularly every week on this show, because it literally enrages me. Because I'm watching Austin and these girls fight over Austin, these beautiful, talented, lovely queens, icons, and legends in this Summer House fighting over Austin, who, if they've watched Southern Charm, there's no reason they should be fighting over him. They saw what he did to Madison, 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 when he was having that three-way with those other women and then Madison had to film them and then show up at the house. And so we saw the way that he treated, I'm, and I bet you Sierra, Paige, the whole Summer House cast, Lynn's Hubs, they all have watched Summer House or they've all watched Southern Charm. They've all seen the other shows on this network. There's no world in which Lindsay Hubbard has not watched Southern Charm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to say it. So the fact that they've still watched that other show on this network, they lived with him in the Winter House, and now they're still, still fighting over that man. I find it very dark-sided. Very dark-sided. Uh, also, as we open this episode of Everything Iconic, I do want you all to take a little journey with me. So sit tight, little bear, because I got something I need to say. There was a moment, this was all about Lindsay's birthday party. As she said in her speech, she's 35 with 28-year-old eggs. <laughs> She's got 28-year-old eggs. I like that she keeps reminding us that. But she was given this speech about fairy tales and kind of reminded me of something. She said, what if you decide to be the queen of your own life? She said, this is my twisted fairy tale. Now, again, come with me on this journey because this is a roundabout journey we're about to take. But when she said that, this is my fairy tale, it reminded me of a dear Lindsay Lohan. 
I love me some Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan once had an album out, and she had a song called Beautiful Life, or it's my beautiful life. I can't sing. This is my... It was a song that appeared in the hills on MTV. Okay, so that song was on the album, I believe. I believe it was the same album that Lindsay released, not only Rumors, which was a classic song about people starting rumors and following her. She also had another song. This might have been over two albums. I'm not sure. I can't quite remember. I'm sorry. The Lindsay Lohan discography is running together in my head. But Lindsay also had a song called Confessions, Daughter to Father, in parentheses. And it was a beautiful ballad about the relationship with the troubled relationship with her dad, Michael Lohan. And this all goes back to Bravo because, of course, Michael Lohan was on at the Real Houses of Atlanta. Remember when Sheree uh, shifted Nini's wig in the early season of Atlanta, which I've been rewatching. So Michael Lohan appeared at that restaurant in that episode. So this is all connected. Everything's always connected to the Bravo universe. But that song, Confessions, Daughter to Father, again, was this stunningly beautiful ballad about the troubled relationship that Lindsay had with Michael Lohan and and the relationship they had growing up. And it's very heart-wrenching lyrics. And so I was thinking about the song as I was thinking about the Lindsay Lohan discography, and then I played that song. And then, like a That's So Raven flash in my brain, all of a sudden I remembered that not only did that beautiful ballad come out, but they also released a Dave Odd remix of that. Dave Odd, of course, was doing all of these remixes of these pop songs in the early 2000s and the 2010s. And they did a pop music remix of this ballad about the troubled relationship with Lindsay and the father. And I'll never forget being at a gay club here in West Hollywood and all the gays just on the dance floor dancing to this heart-wrenching ballad about Lindsay screaming out to her father about whether or not he loved her. And so I had to take to YouTube to find this clip because I thought, was that a fever dream? Was that something I made up in my head? Was that a real song? And it turns out there really was a remix of that song. And so I have to play it for you here on this podcast because I can't even believe that it happened. And I need us all to remember. And I also have to say that it's a bop. It's a bop. Just let's take a listen. I'm literally sitting here behind the microphone just dancing. I mean, come on. Da 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 father, da 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 father. I mean, to make a dance remix of that song is truly the most unhinged thing I've ever heard in the music world. I mean, in my, how many years have I been here on this earth? I can't believe they did a dance remix of that song. And again, I have like a vivid memory of just dancing with like gays with their blouses off on the dance floor in West Hollywood, where we're all just grinding at a place called Pop Stars to a song called Confessions, Daughter to Father, and Lindsay Lohan just shouting to her dad through the lyrics, Daughter to Father. And we're all. We're all just on the dance floor, pussy pop into that song. I mean, truly a wild moment in history that I just need to remind us all about. And I know some of you tune into this podcast for Bravo, and I'm sorry, but I had to go on that tangent because I can't believe that happened. How did that happen? 
Uh, and I mean, the man who remixed, his name was Dave Odd, which I don't know who that man is or what he looks like. I know he's had a bunch of remixes out that I've had got on my Spotify playlist, but I don't know what that man is like in real life. But I just imagine him getting a call from the, like the studio being like, hey, we want you to remix this ballad about Lindsay screaming her father about whether he loves her or not. And then he's, he's got to put a dance beat behind it. And we were all just on the dance floor doing it. I'm going to get complaints about playing that. I didn't know the clip was so long, but I needed you all to remind, uh, remember that song, that unhinged piece of work. Okay, so back to Summerhouse. I do have to say that I bought Maya's cookies. Now, if you haven't been paying too much attention to Summerhouse, you would know uh, that Maya has a cookie business. I don't remember the name of it, but I did order the cookies, and I got to say they were delicious. She does them out in New York. She's made them a couple times on the show, and they sort of briefly mentioned that she sells them, but I don't think they've really explored too much of it. But I have to say, I bought them. They were fantastic. They did take a while to arrive, which makes me happy for Maya, because it means that she's uh, making a lot of orders. She's getting a lot of orders in for the cookies. So just have to congratulate Maya on the cookies. And although they took upwards of three to four weeks to arrive at my doorstep, and they were very expensive for shipping costs. Uh, they were fantastic cookies. And so, you know, hopefully with all the orders, she'll get the cost down and she'll get the shipping speeds up to par because I also think we're all a little bit spoiled from shipping with Amazon. And it's got to, we got to stop that because Amazon, you order something three hours later, you get at the doorstep. And that's not how most businesses are able to operate. And so good for Maya. I hope she's making lots of money off them cookies because they were good. The oatmeal ones, I think they were oatmeal chocolate chip. Oh, oh my God, you guys. I'm sweating just thinking about them. They were fantastic. Okay. So what else? We got a, uh, Sierra and Lindsay this episode again fighting over Austin, which was very dark sided. And I think it was last week on Summer House, Sierra said she didn't want to make out with Austin on camera. They were in bed together and Austin was like, let's do it or take off your top or something. And she's like, no, there's a camera here. And I actually was thinking this week, I was like, it seems to me to be worse to be fighting over Austin than to just have sex with them on camera. Cause if I was in the house, I'd be like, well, at least you could excuse the behavior if you were just having sex with the man. You'd be like, oh, I just wanted some dick. Like, that's, I just wanted some dick. So I had sex with Austin. But as it stands, they're actually just fighting over this man and his personality or something. And I find that way more dark sided than if Sierra would have just had sex with them and then not been talking about how much she likes him. And this whole episode, she kept going up to him and being like, I like you. Do you like me? I want you to just kiss me. And it was like, Sierra, stop it. I was yelling at the screen, like, stop it. Quit it. And at this fairy tale party, we saw Lindsay making out with Austin. I was so focused on Andrea as Aladdin. And I got to say, I spotted somebody else in the crowd as Aladdin, dressed as Aladdin. And I would have been so pissed if I showed up at the party. And uh, Andrea, the male model, the gorgeous abs and the uh, tight caboose, was showing up in the same costume as me, I would have left the party immediately. Immediately if I saw Andrea in the same costume as me. Because it's, I wouldn't want to stand next to him, near him, or even in the same house. Uh, Carl, meanwhile, is Prince Charming. And I think we're all loving Carl this season. But I got to say, SOS on Carl. Because I want Carl off this show. And that might not be a popular opinion, but I think it's what's best for Carl. I don't think he should be on this program. And again, I say it's hard for me to recap this show every week because it gives me a lot of anxiety seeing these men and women get so drunk week after week. 
And I don't know if I've just aged out of that behavior. And I like a good cocktail as much as the next gal. But seeing these people get so wasted, and I don't know, they're not in their... I mean, they're like in their late 20s, early 30s, late 30s. Kyle's almost 40. I And I don't want to age shame. And I feel like I've said this on the show before. I don't mean to age shame. I just find like some of it really dark-sided. And then the fact that Carl's trying to be sober, and then he has to go for his paycheck to go on this show that the show is really about these people getting drunk every weekend. And so Carl really shouldn't be on this show. And I don't want him there. I don't want him to relapse. He seems like he's really trying to get his life together. And in real time, we know that he's dating Lindsay Hubbard. And it seems like, I think on uh, Watch What Happens Live, she revealed maybe that she's not drinking or you know she's been uh, sober. So I want him off the show. And I know we all think of him as this nice Prince Charming, but I still haven't forgotten the Carl of yesteryear. And I know he's had his demons and he's gotten out of that. But I think there is a lot of revisionist history amongst the Bravo fandom when it comes to Carl. And I have not subscribed to it because I didn't always love Carl. Again, I'm loving him this season. I'm ba-da-ba-ba-ba-loving him. But... I haven't forgotten the Carl of yesteryear. And I want this Carl to stick around, and I want him to be good, and uh, the Carl that we've been seeing the past few weeks. And that means I think that he needs to get off the show. I also, by the way, think Kyle and Amanda need to get off this show. I mean, they're going to be divorced, and I think that's why Bravo's keeping them around. I'm sorry to be the one to say it, but spoiler alert, those two <laughs> I don't think are going to make it. I hate to laugh. But it does seem to the viewer, the viewing eye that they hate each other with every ounce of their being. And I know we're all trying to pretend that maybe they don't. And I think there's a large segment of the audience who is kind of maybe rooting for those two. But I think they've shown us, what does Maya Angelou say? If someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I think Kyle and Mina have shown us that they hate each other with every ounce of their, every ounce of their being. And so I will be more shocked if they last and they don't get divorced. And now we're finding out in the preview for next week that Amanda doesn't want to get the prenup. And I think the prenup conversation, I, I think you guys know how I feel about it. It's like, just do the prenup. It seems easier. And it doesn't mean, I don't think it means you're going into the marriage thinking you're getting divorced. But they already had other contracts in place of like, if Kyle broke up the wedding or whatever. Also, Kyle cheated on you, so you just do the prenup. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I don't know what those two are thinking. I mean, I don't understand what's going on in their heads. And I know people say, well, they're getting married, so there's more stress and stuff. And it's like, well, believe me. The only time that those two didn't hate each other was last season, and that was because they shared a common enemy with Hannah Burner. Okay? I'm sorry to bring up that name here on the podcast, but I think that's the only reason why we, even some of us, some of the viewing audience thought that maybe they uh, were getting along, and that's because they both hated Hannah so much that they had their common shared interests of taking Hannah down. And I think even Amanda was maybe pretending to like Hannah, but obviously she didn't because they never spoke again. Uh, and so, look, I don't think those two should be together, but I'm happy. I, I, I want Lindsay to stick around on the show. I want Danielle to stick around, but I'm maybe ready for Amanda to Kyle to get out of here. I don't maybe. Although then I'll be upset if I don't get to see the downfall of their relationship. Right? I mean, which is a sick thing to say. I'm not proud of the fact that I just said that on a microphone. I don't want to root for anyone's relationship to go to shit, but it's sort of already shit, and we're going to watch it go more to shit, I suppose, next season. So I don't know. Is that wrong of us? Do we have a moral obligation to not root for people's marriages to crumble? Is that, I don't know. That's a, 
That's a longer conversation that I'm not prepared to have on this Summer House bonus episode of Everything Iconic. Uh, but I do want to compliment Kyle for a minute because I feel like I just talked a bunch of shit about him. And I have to say, he's so hot. And I would like him to stop with the costumes because he's too hot to be wearing all the costumes. I've had it. I mean, when he put on the Prince costume after the unicorn costume, and then it's like some, didn't he have a third? There was like a third costume or something. <sighs> just too many costumes, too much costume work out of Kyle. And again, such a gorgeous man. So stop with the costumes. And Amanda's such a gorgeous gal. And I was so distracted by those eyelashes she had on the whole episode. The whole episode, even when they were fighting at night and they were drinking, I'm like, um, somebody needs to take those off uh, of Amanda's eyelids because I'm so distracted. We got to take a quick break here. We'll be right back with more. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic. Order my book, How Do I Unremember This? A New York Times bestseller. Uh, and we'll be right back. Ah, oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Now, Maya, who, again, I'm loving, she's flirting with this Oliver in the pool. And I like that a lot. I like Maya a lot. And I was crying when she said that she didn't love herself and she said she goes to therapy. Uh, I was so bad. Maya, if you're listening to this podcast, we love you and you need to love yourself. You need to find the love within and you need to, uh, you need to love yourself because it's not, it's not okay. You're a beautiful gal. You seem to have a lot going for you. 
And you got a good head on your shoulders, it seems. You got a good cookie line that's thriving, thriving cooking business, cookie, cookie uh, business. And you need to, uh, you need to love yourself. And you're the only one who seems to see through Austin because I saw an interview where Mayo, I think it was, was she with Bryce Sanders, of course, from Entertainment Tonight? Um, I think, or was it Gibson Johns? She was on an interview. I saw her and she said that Austin was no good. And so I immediately fell even more in love with our dear Maya, our dear Maya. Okay, so what else is going on? Oh, they cut out that other guy, that new guy from the show, which I meant to look up his name. What was his name? You know, the new cast member. Apparently, he was at this party, and they just cut around him. They just cut around. I remember, I don't even know his name, but they just cut around him because it's not important enough. Essentially, just cutting him from the show. Luke, meanwhile, is essentially getting cut from the show. He did have that one little moment with Austin. But it seems like we're not getting enough Luke for my liking because I really enjoy Luke. I love the Midwesternness of him. I like his costuming. I like that he just wants to make some maple syrup. Austin tried to do a little jab at him and he was like, oh, why don't you go make some maple syrup? I was like, shut the fuck up, Austin. I would love it if you went to go make some maple syrup. Maybe you should go uh, get a tree and make some syrup. By the way, do you guys say syrup? Matt always yells at me because I say syrup and he always says you're supposed to say syrup. So sorry, some of you are getting mad. It's like roof or rough. Do you say roof or rough? Uh, anyway, I wish Austin would go make something uh, other than a mess. That's all he's making in this house is a mess. At least Luke is trying to make some syrup for some waffles and some pancakes. I mean, come on. I love me some Luke. And I feel like we all misjudge Luke the past couple of seasons. And so I'm here for the revisionist Luke history because... I think we were all too hard on him those early seasons when he came on with Hannah and Sierra. And now we already saw through Hannah. And now I feel like I'm getting to know Sierra and I'm not so much liking what I'm seeing. And I, I actually felt bad for Sierra this episode, uh, truly, because I was thinking we've all been there with a bad guy. Uh, at least I have, right? You get digmatized by some douche bad guy. And you're not acting rationally. Because the whole episode, she's asking him, do you like me? I like you. I don't want you to kiss anyone else. And he's basically telling her, without telling her, that he's just not that into her. But he won't say it outright because he's an asshole. But he keeps being like, well, I I just don't want to talk about it now. Or I want to keep that, whatever. And so she just keeps bringing it up. And then she's getting mad at the girl instead of getting mad at him. And so I'm just... I, I. I feel bad that this is all happening on camera, but I also can't support it. I certainly can't support our dear Sierra because the way that she's acting with this Austin is not okay. And it's, I'm embarrassed. And I, I wonder if she's watching the episodes. I only imagine she must be so cringe watching this and fighting over the housemates over Austin and causing all such a mess because it's not like she's just fighting with Lindsay. She's also got Paige sticking up for her and fighting for Austin and they're like getting into fights. And it's like the whole house is in chaos over Austin and she must be embarrassed. And Austin is like telling Sierra, how do you feel about the fact that Lindsay kissed me on the mouth? He says it right to her. And she just keeps saying, how do you feel about me? And it's like, he's telling you, he just said that he kissed the other girl on the mouth. Like, he's telling you he's just not that into you. Uh, by the way, speaking of kissing, I'm a little concerned about Carl's breath. I know uh, I know that's not the point of this episode. But I do feel like a couple weeks ago, we heard the new girlfriend who was on some other reality show. She said that Carl's got bad breath. And then again in this episode, did you see he was like going to kiss her? And he's like, how is it? And, you know, he's like concerned. And she's like, whatever. And I just got... 
I just got in my head, I thought, maybe Carl's breath is always bad. Did anyone else think that? It worried me. It worried me. And I'm not sure. The other opposite could be true. Maybe Carl's got really beautifully flowery, magical breath. And he's someone who's just always concerned about it. And so maybe that's why we're hearing more about Carl's breath, right? That it could be one or the other. I don't think there's an in-between. I think either Carl has stank-ass breath or he's got really flowery goodness breath. It's one or the other. And I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone out there who smelled Carl's breath. I'm sure there's got to be somebody. We need some answers. I know somebody put your detective cap on. I'm going to send Angela Lansbury out in the streets to find this out because I need to know what's Carl's mouth smell like. Okay. Somebody needs to let me know. DM me. I don't know. Reach out. Morse code. Send a carrier pigeon. Whatever you got to do. Get me the info I need. Is it really good or is it really bad? And uh, I don't know because I'm worried about it. They're doing, and the producers, I always think they're trying to tell us something. And they've shown us quite a bit. They literally cut out one of the cast members from the past two episodes. Uh, one of the new cast members, they completely cut him out of the episodes. But yet we've gotten a couple scenes where it's like about Carl's breath. And so I think that's producers trying to tell us something. That's what I think. Now, we got to talk about uh, Austin shutting the door on Paige. That's when she snapped and she said, you know, fuck you, you're a loser. And she, her hands were going in there. And then she said, okay, let's do cake. Okay, let's do cake. <laughs> okay, let's do cake. Uh, it sounded like every birthday party that when I was younger, my mom would have. Uh, whenever there was a kid's birthday party, you know, all those kids running around. I always feel bad for the moms when they have a children's birthday party because the moms are at the end of the rope. Like they just can't handle anymore. The kids are shouting, running around, hyped up on sugar. Remember at kids' birthday parties back in the 90s, they used to give you those little ice cream buckets with the wood spoon. And really, you tasted the spoon more than you did the ice cream. I mean, that wooden spoon, I will forever be able to taste that in my mouth. The sensory memory of that wooden spoon that they would give with the ice cream at a kid's birthday party. But there was so much sugar being handed out at a kid's birthday party. And the moms, there was always just like one mom in charge of the birthday. And then the other moms were sort of there eating pizza on the sidelines. But it was really up to the one mom. And so by the end, they're just like, okay, let's eat cake. Like they sounded exactly like Paige. Like, okay, whatever, let's do cake. Okay, let's do cake. <laughs> okay, let's do cake. Like just exasperated. And that's what Paige was going through. Paige, I saw her as a future mother. I could see her. And I wonder if uh, Craig's ovaries were tingling when he was watching this episode too, because, you know, they're dating. I don't know if Craig wants to be a father. I'm not sure. But I wonder if he was watching that moment and he could picture, because I could picture Paige being a, a mother of children in that moment. Okay, let's do cake. Okay, let's do cake. Uh, okay, so what else we got to talk about? Uh, Austin being an asshole. Okay, did we talk enough about that? I'm not sure. Uh, even the, he sat down with Paige and she tells him, you're a guest in this house. And he's like, oh, am I really a guest? Oh, oh, am I really just a guest? And it's like, yeah, you are. Now stop it. Stop it. And Bravo, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. Okay, I know Bravo, think, they think they're giving us a good villain or something, I guess, with Austin. I don't know. Just really would like anyone else, literally anyone else that's ever been on any of these shows to be in Summer House in place of Austin. Literally almost anybody else. 
And again, I would just like to say, bring in some of the women. Why isn't Madison or why are, why aren't the Southern Charm women joining the Summer House? Like, why is it always the word hopping the men all over the place? Like, I've just had it. I've had it. Like, just anyone else. Let's get Cameron Eubanks on uh, the Summer House. Let's get uh, anyone else. Anyone else from any of the other shows. There aren't there women. Don't we have Married to Medicine LA? That show is canceled. Let's get some of those women here in the Summer House. Like, do we have to just put Austin on every show? I mean, who's doing the casting there? Who is doing the casting? Uh, I need to have a word. You know, I love you, Bravo, but I don't understand this. Uh, then we have, um, let's see, Sierra sort of is chasing around Lindsay. She's like, let's talk. And Lindsay don't want to talk. And Sierra's like, you're going in a shed. That was when they had that shed moment. You're going in a shed. And Kyle's like, it's not a shed. And Sierra's like, shut up, Kyle. And then she keeps calling Lindsay a sucker ass bitch. And Danielle's pissed. She says, no one calls my best friend a sucker ass bitch. And Lindsay, uh, Danielle goes into the house and she gets Lindsay. She says, Lindsay, I know it's your birthday. And meanwhile, Danielle was drunk as a skunk. She was so fucking drunk. She's like, listen, Lindsay, no one calls you, uh, my friend, a sucker ass bitch. Either you go tell her that you settle it or I will. Lindsay, no one calls my best friend a sucker ass bitch. You go settle it or I will tell her don't call my best friend a sucker ass bitch, Lindsay. Lindsay Hubbard, I know it's your birthday and I don't want to upset you, but she called you a sucker ass bitch. And she's like, listen, <laughs> Danielle's losing it. I love this version of Danielle we're getting this season. And I'm finding Robert, her boyfriend, to be very sexy. He's a chef too. I, I I find that man very hot. I think I find any chef hot, to be honest. I mean, I'm even attracted to Maya because she's making the cookies. Anyone that can cook for me. I mean, there's nothing sexier than somebody making you a good meal or a good dessert. Ladies, am I right? Anyway, uh, she's pissed. She's pissed at Sierra for calling her best friend a sucker-ass bitch on the birthday. Then Danielle calls out Austin. She's like, I can't believe you're all uh, fighting. Uh, females are fighting over a stupid fucking guy, she says. And then Luke sits down with Austin and says he's being an asshole. That's when Austin's like, go make some maple syrup, dude. Why don't you go make some maple syrup? And this is when I wrote in my notes, and I'm sorry to say this, but I wrote, I don't like these people. <laughs> and I, that's another reason why I don't know that I could recap this every week. Because I'm not only exhausted by the drinking, which I just, again, maybe I'm just moved past that phase of my life or something. But I find it exhausting. This episode, I was sort of exhausted. And I was really excited. Because I feel like this episode was hyped up as all this drama, and it was good drama. And normally, and I don't know what it is on The Housewives, I think I would have loved this amount of drama. But for some reason, I was watching this amount of drama on Summer House as it stands. I was kind of just exhausted. Then I realized I don't really like many of these people. I don't. And uh, I don't know, maybe I... But then I sort of like them individually. That's the weird thing. I think as a group, I don't like them. But it's like, I love Paige. I love Danielle. I love Hubbard. I love Maya. So it's like all separately, I like them. But then somehow when they're all together, I wrote, I don't like these people. And then Austin and Lindsay were kissing again. Ugh. Having a look at that. Those two lock lips. Oh my God. I did not need to see that. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that, little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Stop locking lips with Austin. Ugh. Uh, Danielle was so exhausted that she just started chugging the vodka from the bottle. I don't know if it was vodka, tequila, or what it was. She was just chugging it from the bottle. 
And then Paige and Lindsay get into it. And Paige's like, I stuck up for you and I regret it, she says. Lindsay gets activated. You know, she's running around the house. She's like, I don't fucking care. I don't like this, whatever. I don't even know what she was saying because I was so distracted by Amanda's eyelashes. Meanwhile, Andrea's getting into bed in his little undies. His little undies. Ah, oh, I love that man. The things that man does to me. Speaking of people I like on this show. Ah, uh, Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. I love that man. He's gorgeous. Has there ever, there's never been more, someone more attractive on Bravo. I'm sorry. Sorry to say it. You need to all open your eyes and realize that. Because when he was getting into bed in those little briefs, ah, uh, woo, loved it. Loved it. Meanwhile, Lindsay seemed to bring home an Italian of her own named Luciano. I think that was his name. And I thought, good for her, because she just finally was like done with Austin. She just wanted some dick, so she brought some guy. And they labeled him not Austin, which I enjoyed. Uh, and then meanwhile, Austin is arm wrestling with Luke, and the episode ends. And that's what I love about Luke. It's like he just wants to arm wrestle and make some serp. So God bless him. He's a simple man. And I feel like we all misjudged him the past couple of seasons because we were all bamboozled, I think, by the other women. I think we were bamboozled by Hannah. I think we were bamboozled by uh, Sierra a little bit, too, and her relationship with Luke. And Luke, even if he was a bad guy last season, I think he did learn from his mistakes because he sat down with Austin. And he, I wish I could bleep Austin's name. If I had the, I need a sensor bar to bleep it. Um, but he sat down with him and he said, look, you can't play with these two women's hearts. And so at the very least, even if Luke was playing around with Hannah and Sierra last season or the season before or whatever, at least he seems to have learned his lesson. And he's telling other men, he's spreading the word amongst the male community, the straight male community. And he's saying, look, you can't play with other women's hearts. And so Luke has learned. It seems he's grown and he's become a better human being. And so good for you, Luke. Good for you, Luke. I'm happy for these men to learn and evolve and, and the whole nine. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. So next week on the show, we get the whole Amanda Kyle prenup situation. Amanda won't sign it, which is scary to me. Uh, and then Sierra versus Austin and Lindsay and then Danielle. And I think next week, which I'm sure they'll end on it to be continued. We already know that's going to happen. Where Sierra throws the wine at Danielle and then Danielle gets pissed back. That fight, I'm sure it will end at the last 30 seconds of the episode next week and we'll get it to be continued. But at least it's coming. It's on the, it's in the pipeline. It's in the pipeline. 
And so we're very excited about that. And we might be back next week at the Summer House Recap. I don't know. I had a good time. I had a good time. I liked seeing Paige snap. I liked, I liked it all, although I also hated it all. I contain multitudes. And so we'll have to see. See how you guys respond. If you want the Summer House Recaps, or maybe we'll just dip our toe in another time or two. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And again, I have to say my brain has been mush these past couple of weeks on the book tour. I just did the last book event here in Los Angeles and it was so fun. And I got to thank everyone who came. I got people came with gifts. Somebody gave me some Dylan's candy bar, uh, which was some delicious chocolates. And at the Cleveland event, people brought me Mally's chocolates, which was the nicest thing ever. I mean, it was just everyone was so nice. And I have to thank everyone for coming. And, and people wrote me letters, written me letters. And it was so nice. So thank you to everyone who came. And thank you for making How Do I Unremember This? A New York Times bestseller, number five on New York Times. Uh, which was the most exciting news ever. And I'll probably repeat that again on the uh, Housewives recap later this week because uh, it's super exciting. And I want to thank you all uh, just for making that happen. And I will be spreading that word uh, till the day I die now. Literally, I changed all of my social media bios. It says New York Times bestselling author now because <laughs> every single t- every single bio I went and did it immediately. It's like, number five, baby. Anyway, thank you all for getting the book and responding so positively and writing good reviews. And And if you bought the book on Amazon or wherever you got it, thank you for writing the good reviews. And if you haven't written a review, it'd be great if you had a chance to, but I understand if you don't want to. And don't do it if you don't like it. But if you did like it, write a good five-star review. You know, help help it out. Anyway, I love you all so much for listening. Shall we do our cheesy little cool down? Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. You know, I also met someone at the LA show who told me that sometimes when I do the breathing exercises, I make people hold for too long. (laughs) And so I'm sorry, and I don't want anyone to pass out. We certainly don't want anyone to pass out. So, you know, as we're doing the breathing exercises, if you need to breathe out before I let you know to breathe out, you just do it. You just do it, little bear. You do what you got to do. I love you all so much for listening. We'll be back later this week with the Housewives Recaps. And I think we have some good guests coming up on the show, which I'm excited about. But for now, I just have to say thank you for listening. I love you so much. Bye-bye.